grace and mercy and peace be unto you from God our Father and from our Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The text for today is from Luke chapter 24. Then Jesus led them out as far as Bethany and lifting up his hands, he blessed them. While he blessed them, he parted from them and was carried up into heaven and they worshiped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy. Dear friends in Christ, Elvis has left the building. It's a phrase that was often used in public address announcements following Elvis Presley concerts to disperse audiences who lingered in the hopes of seeing Elvis just one more time. Al Doran, a concert announcer who traveled with Elvis throughout his career, made the phrase famous when his voice was recorded on many of Elvis's live performances. It was originally used by a promoter called Horace Lee Logan on December 15th 1956, to plead with those concert goers not to leave the concert hall to see Elvis as he left, but instead to remain and see the other acts that were on the bill. The full quotation is this, please, young people, Elvis has left the building. He has gotten in his car and driven away. Please take your seats. Former Houston Oilers coach Jerry Glanville popularized this saying, Elvis has left the building, in the early 80s to refer to his team's imminent victory over its opponents. Elvis has left the building. Whether in reference to Elvis ending his show and leaving or the Houston Oilers ending their game in victory, the phrase became popular to signify an end to something. When I was a boy, my favorite show had an ending that I still remember, and it went like this. I won't sing it for you, but I will say it to you. Well, I see by the clock on the wall that it's time to bid you one and all goodbye so long. Farewell, adieu, be good, stay well, bye-bye, keep warm. Relax, at ease, take care, stay loose, adieu, mon vieux, à la prochaine, goodbye until we meet again. And for the gold star in your name in heaven, written in the book of heaven, it is? What show is that? Wayne and Schuster. I thought, oh, I'm the only one who remembers Wayne and Schuster. Wayne and Schuster. I was always upset when that ending came on because I knew the show was over and I had to go to bed and it was a Sunday night and school was coming the next day. In Elvis's case, people were upset because they wanted to see more of him and him leaving the building meant that that wasn't going to happen and they were sad. It's usually the case when people leave us that we love Maybe not uh, people who stay in our home too long, but <laughs> perhaps we're sad because there's a finality to it, an uncertainty of maybe not seeing them again. There's a painting by Jacques-Louis <clears throat> David called The Death of Socrates. Socrates is about to drink hemlock, and his disciples know what this means. It means certain death for him. Socrates is shown in this picture as reaching for the hemlock all the while still lecturing his followers. But his followers are shown as distraught, discouraged, distressed and dismayed, weeping and broken. Why? Because once he drinks the hemlock, he's not coming back. And though Socrates was a, wi a wise man by earthly standards, the wisdom that he had could not bring him back from the grave. In Socrates' case, Socrates has left the building meant he's not coming back, and his disciples knew it. We don't make a big deal about Ascension Day, do we? I mean, we make a big deal about Jesus coming at Christmas, and we make a big deal about Easter and Jesus coming back to life, and well, we should, 
But as you can see with Christ's ascension, we don't really make it a big day. And the world doesn't recognize it at all. Why celebrate ascension at all? After all, Jesus was leaving. Wouldn't it have been nice if Jesus would have stayed? But Jesus left for a reason. Jesus tells his disciples he is leaving, and when he does, they are sad. But Jesus says, but now I am going to him who sent me. And none of you asks me, where are you going? But because I have said these things, sorrow has filled your heart. Nevertheless, Jesus says, I tell you the truth, it is for your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go, the helper will not come. But if I go, I will send him to you. When Jesus left, he did not leave his disciples or us as orphans, but sends his Holy Spirit. Why? Why couldn't Jesus just have stayed? Jesus knows the hearts of men, how they hold on to what is seen and put their trust into what is tangible. Look at Thomas, who says, unless I see the hands with the marks of the nails and place my finger into those marks and place my hand into his side, I will never believe. Jesus responds by saying to Thomas that faith is greater than sight. Jesus says, have you believed because you've seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet believe. Jesus ascended into the heavens and is seated at the right hand of God in all glory, honor, power, and might. All authority in heaven and on earth is his and has been given to him by the Father. Yes, Jesus could have come and created an earthly kingdom of mansions and substance, but as Jesus tells Pilate, my kingdom is not of this world. Jesus' kingdom is a sinless, Christ-centered kingdom. And he has left us his Holy Spirit to speak to us of the kingdom of God so that we might speak to others who do not know of God's kingdom. Jesus gave us his spirit so that we might see the spiritual kingdom to come in order that we would put our faith in the one who is and was and is to come. Peter tells us, we ourselves who have the first fruits of the Spirit, we groan inwardly as we wait eagerly for our adoptions as sons, the redemption of our bodies. For in this hope we are saved. Now hope that is seen is not hope. For who hopes for what he sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, we wait for it with patience. God fills us with his Holy Spirit and gives us his word and his body and his blood to sustain us in the faith unto life everlasting. Unlike the disciples of Socrates who lamented and grieved the leaving of Socrates, Scripture tells us, while Jesus blessed them, he parted from them and was carried up into heaven. And they worshipped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy. They were filled with joy when Jesus left. And why? Because he left them with his spirit, with faith, with the word of salvation, and with the promise of his return. Jesus ascended into heaven to take his rightful place at the right hand of the Father. But he doesn't recline there. He continues to speak on our behalf. As John says, my little children, I am writing these things to you so that you may not sin. But if everyone, anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous one. Christ is our advocate, our defense, and our very great reward at the end of this life. Dear friends, there are days, days I long to see Jesus, 
When the test is too much, when the burdens and worries of this life bring me down, when nothing goes right and everything seems wrong, there are days that I pray, Thy kingdom come, Lord, and quickly. Luke records, Jesus was lifted up and a cloud took him out of the disciples' sight. Reading this, we may think that we won't see Jesus again until he comes to judge the living and the dead, but we perceive God not just by faith, but we have tangible and visible signs of Jesus. The people of this world would roam to the ends of the earth to find God if they believed, but they cannot see him, so they do not believe in him. And yet here he plants himself before your very eyes and in your hearing. Here at the altar, I will press the very body of Christ into your hands and pour his blood into your mouth, pour his spirit into your hearts in the waters of baptism and stand before you as Christ himself saying, your sins are forgiven in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Jesus is here present with you in word and sacrament to be seen and to be heard. He says, dear children, listen to me, take hold of me, give me eye and ear to see and hear. Christ ascended and he may be out of sight, but he is not invisible. The very Savior who took on flesh, who died with his, your sins in his body on the cross, is the one who rose from the tomb and sits at the right hand of God. The one who is ascended in the heavens sent his spirit to you to be present in word and sacrament, to be seen and heard, to be taken in so that you will be taken into his kingdom at the end of your life. Elvis has left the building. Former Houston Oiler coach Jerry Glanville said this to refer to his team's imminent victory over the opposition. Jesus has not. For us, Christ ascended into heaven not because the victory is imminent, but because the victory is won. Sin and death and the devil have been defeated by Christ single-handedly on the cross, and we wait patiently for the good work of God to be completed when he comes again in the flesh to take you home. Thanks be to God. Amen. And now let us pray. The peace of God which passes all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in and through Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen. Hi, Pastor Sai here. I hope this message was encouraging for you. At Riverbend Lutheran Church, our goal is to support Christians in their daily walk with God and in proclaiming the love of Christ to a lost and broken world. We're a small and inviting congregation welcoming any and all who are sinful, hurting, seeking, or simply broken. Whether you're already a Christian and are looking for a church home or you're undecided about your faith and looking for answers, you are welcome here. We have a number of programs for all ages and walks of life. Sunday mornings we have worship followed by educational programs for all ages. Please join us. For more information, you can visit us online at www.riverbendlutheran.com, call us at 780-430-7382, or email me at pastor at riverbendlutheran.com. Better yet, stop in for a visit. Until then, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord look upon you with his favor and grant you his peace.